0: Welcome to episode 25 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the chelseafcblog.com. We had opened, hoped to open the show with a burst of We Are the Champions, courtesy of Dr. Bayou and his mighty organ. But alas, due to Fernando Torres being unable to connect his banjo with the nearest cow's arse, it was not to be. Instead, a brief. <laughs> Yes, the sound of Chelsea's European campaign dying on its arse. Instead, we should just have to be content with being the second best team in the world. Having seen the third and fourth best in action over the last week, I'm not sure that's much to be shouting about. Still, according to the Mayans... The world is likely to end this week, so at least we can all end our days as reigning champions of Europe. Should the bands be proved wrong, Doctor Bayou will be learning the theme for the Europa League, ready for an endless round of games against FC sporting facial hair of somewhere even Ryanair can't be asked to fly to. <laughs> Joining me, Deck Isa, to expose the Revolution and our recent jaunt around the globe, and to consider what we all want for Christmas. And Mark twenty five, who is Mark. Hello there. Doctor Blue Bayou, who is Donal Good evening. And Mr Jack, who is Tony. And good evening. We start by pondering our trip to the land of the rising sun for a cup competition that was decent enough not to bother with the business of lowering ourselves by playing before the semi-finals. Um, We beat Monterey 3-1 in what looked pretty much like an exhibition match from where I was sitting. Um, Chaps, your thoughts on the game? Who wants to kick off?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> Come on. as we stumble over each other to try and do that, I'll go first if you like. I, I, I had the pleasure of watching it um, in the evening um, uh, because I couldn't get the day working from home. And uh, I, I watched the game and it was hard work. Um, I don't know what it was like live, but the fact that the, the, the stadium was half empty, half full, probably not even that. Um, judging by what I could see from the other side, the enormous distance from the fans to the actual pitch. Um it, you, did, it was a it miniature was like, huge, should not it? It was like a miniature version of the M twenty five. Um <laughs> you know, I was half expecting to see some Norbert Din Don girl coaches or lorries or
2: West Ham's new stadium will look like that when it's um, finished
1: is it really that's quite well, it's the Olympic
2: stadium it's going to have a running track around it so that's what it's going to look like
3: oh dear. Yeah.
1: yeah. and the half empty. not being able to see the pitch there though I would have thought but yeah so. <laughs> well well yes uh, it was pretty grim but um, you know I think the, the gulf between us uh, and them was enormous um, nice. And I think it, it kind of decries the whole competition really it, sort of, it makes it look a bit daft really when you get um, mm. presumably the South American champions of Corinthians or it could be a Santos or it could be you know people that we know, you know we 've heard of before or whatever um, and i 've heard of monterey you know the, the Mexican team, but they were just mm. so far from us it was It was almost a bit as if we were playing late in Orient. And I don't mean that as an offence to Leighton Orient, but with the best team in the world, (laughs) they they would not expect to beat us in a stadium like that, in a competition like that, over 90
0: minutes. I I think that's the thing, you know, having watched this, and you know, I've had this conversation with a a couple of people, you know, the competition itself, let's be upfront about this. It it was a bit of a a set-blatter invention, because he was a little peeved that the Champions League was so so prevalent and so dominant in world football that he wanted something to kind of try to counterbalance this and to make it a little yeah. more global. And, and if we're truthful, it's got a bloody long way to go.
1: Oh, it's enormous amount of distance to go. And uh, um, you know, I just don't think the fixture calendar has got the, enough places in it. I mean, if, even if you extended it into you know two or three from Europe or two or three from, from each nation, I, I still don't think it would... You know, unless you have a proper mid-season break, but interesting mm. enough, all the more reason to go and win it. And uh, we'll obviously come on to the the, 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 the game <laughs> against Corinthians later on. But um, I, I enjoyed watching our players. I thought it would be good for them. I thought it, this was this the ideal time mm. for them. They're away from the heat of the Premiership. They're away somewhat from the general malaise that's surrounding Rafa Benitez. You know, with a lot of fans still. Not convinced, or not wanting to be convinced, or whatever, um, and it'll give them a chance, a bit of bonding, almost like a, a you know a sort of team away day if you like a jolly or a team building exercise. A bit uh, of uh, bowling you yeah. Know. And, and I mean, they were temping bowling, weren't they? I think that was the the story that they 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 all gone temping bowling the night before the game or whatever. Oh yeah,
0: and Ash- Ashley Cole lost and had to be a waiter.
1: Yes, that's it, and <laughs> that's and and, and, and th- that kind of thing. I quite enjoy that. Uh, there, that's, there's a sense of um, when Glenn Hoddle did something similar years ago when he was managing England, of getting them all to just slip, you know, 80s tunes into the interview. Um, it was a bit of fun, you know, and, and mm. quite interesting. I thought that would be ideal for them. Um, and it seemed to be the way. I mean, I think the only thing that's come out of it now is, is that uh, Torres is looking a bit more like a, a flat-track bully. In other words, you know, if you're a little puny team, then he's the horrible little bastard kid that runs up and scores eight goals against you and says, look at me, aren't I great? Um, until you well, put somebody in front I of him. I must
0: admit, I, I have to say, you know, we'll, we'll get on to,
1: yeah you think of, of
0: where Rafa's going, I, I thought that actually our main issue out there, or certainly in the final at least, which we'll get on to, was the simple fact, we can't finish.
1: Yeah. That I was mean, all there was to
0: it, really. Don't think the taxes were no, terrible, there were bits you could pick holes in,
1: but... I'm, I'm not actually that anti-Torres, I just think that there's a degree of truth in the fact that you put him up against minor opposition... And mm. you know he, he he puffs his chest out and says, "Look at me." Um, as soon as he's up against somebody with any any nouse or, or or defensive sort of capability, where he's slightly bullied, um, you know he he will go down, and and it's unnecessary. And I'm not sure if Rafa can do it. I mean, he does seems to have engendered some sort of turnaround in Torres. He certainly seems to be a little bit more lively than he he has been pretty much for the whole of the season up to now mm. um, but there were some other plus points and it was good to see David Louise having such a, a good time yeah, uh, very it's, interesting um, it, it's an particular. interesting
0: one I, I've I've been fervently against the idea I've got to say um, just because one of the primary reasons for people suggesting playing him there seems to be that well he'll do less damage that yeah. way which I, I'm not entirely sure is, is really the way you want to be going about putting your formation together but you know against you know, relatively limited opposition played a blinder.
1: Yeah, and I think I think people have been a bit unfair, and I would still stand by him. He's done relatively little wrong in comparison to every oh, yeah. other defender in the Premiership. He's done okay. He's made the odd drop the old ricket here, but you know, John Terry slipped over and let Van Persie through for an at-trick last year. I, you know, the defenders will make mistakes, but I don't think he's been any worse mm. than anybody else. I think the other bright spark in the side was Eden Hazard. I think he looked phenomenally good and um, maybe he needed that I think maybe he needed you know well he had
0: um, as as I think we predicted on here he had these sort of blinding star one penalties looked like he was going to terrify defenders for the sheer hell of it um, and then just dipped a little bit um, was was yeah. still looking like a, an excellent outlet but wasn't yeah. quite but on top form but yeah last couple of games he appears to have um, I think overall some of his some of his running at defenders is yeah. extraordinary to absolutely. watch absolutely yeah.
3: I think overall he's still, he's still a very young player isn't he he is <coughs> yeah. Yeah. and it's his 21? first season in the premiership you know stepping yeah. up from uh, from, uh, from best French in the French yeah. League so yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's he's played more games I think than nearly everyone else so mm. I think I think we're going to see this up and down Thing because it, yeah. I think one of the things it's very hard to be when you're that young is consistent. I think that's what <clears throat> becoming a a season pro is all about, isn't it? To a great extent, is being able to reproduce and, and to keep mm. to keep improving season by season, but staying consistent within that as well. And yeah. you know, I think that's going to be true of quite a lot of the players in this team for for a season or two, um, and hence I think we'll there'll be more disappointments down the road purely because you can't just throw them all together and it'll all work first time, you know, mm. it's, that's not going to happen yeah, think, sorry, Tony. Uh, well, can't... I
1: mean, I think you kind of sort of moved towards the point I was making is I, I think, you know, uh, despite the way it all finished, I think the experience would have been uh, uh, there'd be more positives out of it than negatives mm. for sure I don't think the, 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 the flights and all this sort of stuff, I mean, I, there was some Bollocks being spoken about being jet lagged for the final, Um, but I would have thought they would have been more jet lagged for the first game, being as that's when jet lag tends to kick in when you land. Um, But I think other than that, I think it's overall it'd be a fairly decent experience for them all. And and I've alluded to it on the blog, I think, where I said I think, and certainly in my last one that I wrote for the for the Chelsea site that, um, you know, we'd have all accepted a transitional season, I think. Um, you know, things had to change, and you know, it's not quite working yet, but I still think there are more positives to what we've seen so far than, than negatives, really. I mean, mm. that's me being quite optimistic there, really. Normally, I'd be slashing my wrists or chucking myself out of a window. <laughs> At this point,
0: think, it? True, true bipolar change, <laughs> absolutely, all, yeah. yeah.
3: De- 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 defenestration,
0: exactly. <laughs> quite, um, Mark. Y- your thoughts on the game, if you manage to catch? Yeah, of course. Yeah, now watch it. it.
2: Um, once I'd found out what channel it was on, it took mm. a while. Um, I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. I thought they played um, some entertaining stuff. But, um, I mean, overall, as a club, we, we don't take it terribly seriously. Um, yeah. I went to Monaco, and there was only a 1,000 of us in Monaco, and there were 30,000 Atletico Madridians. Yeah. And um, it's the same in Japan. I mean... Um, the Corinthians had 20,000 fans out there.
0: Yeah.
2: They had 20,000 people at the airport to wave them goodbye. And um, we only had 1,000 fans. So, as a club overall, the players and the fan base, you know, we don't take it seriously. So, yeah. we, we can't really give it a serious critique because um, we can't give it any criticism because uh, we're not taking it seriously ourselves. So, um, isn't, that, you know, that, it's just, uh,
1: isn't that a European thing in general, anyway? Rather well,
0: than Club, you no, know? I think, no,
1: think Atletico Madrid were taking
0: it more seriously. Yeah, yeah, it's pointless, basically suppose. Yeah. But it anyway, is, how many have you been one. to Japan? Um, I, 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 was there ooh, 15, 16 years ago, um, but uh, not, not since. But it's a trip I would like to have done. Having seen, kind of, you know, various people commenting on Twitter. Dan Levine again stood out for um, for his coverage while he was out there. Um, my son went
2: with a friend, and um,
0: oh, right, and, and enjoyed. I got a couple of
2: emails from him. Um, well, he said the game was rubbish, but I think he's enjoying whatever he's up to at the moment. Nine hours ahead, I dread to think, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: stuff stuff <laughs> that
2: I don't really want to know about. He, he found out before he went that you're not allowed to blow your nose. And he, he can sniff a few times, my son, so I don't know how he's coping with that. And apparently they don't use toilet paper either and someone at Chelsea who'd spent some time in Japan was saying all the toilets have this little thing that pops out yeah. the water spray I don't know if that's true
3: of your experience it's, in Japan it, and, and he was getting quite true. excited by
0: it. it is true it is I
3: true. think Dan, Dan Levine reported on some
0: he did, unfortunate I think, incident I think he'd, um, yeah, he'd <laughs> the, the, the previous user had set it to some sort of yeah. high powered jet wash which came as a little a bit of a surprise but yeah. I am
2: um, yeah. so, I mean all I can say is the team is going to come back um, desperate to blow their nose, but with very, very clean asses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a good thing. It's just, if, if we've taken just that away from the experience, then this is not a bad thing. Um, oh, I think the, the, the difficult thing is, you know, in terms of, of of contrasting games, and we'll get onto the final in a moment, but we, I don't think the team actually get back until tomorrow. Um, and on Wednesday, you know, in complete contrast to the sort of, you know, the slightly flippant view that we have of, um, of the World Club Championship and, um, and our participation in it, we have, you know, a fairly sizable game against, you know, one of our, one of our oldest and, and most hated rivals. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I
2: Sorry? Are you serious? I don't get back. Are you sure about that? They don't get back till tomorrow? Cause that I guess, is a worrying.
0: I have, as far as I'm aware, they, they don't actually arrive back until tomorrow morning. Um, if if that's wrong, then
1: fair enough. No, but it's, you're, it's... you're right. They, they, their flight was delayed, um, or they had to take a later flight, and it's to do with noise abatement regulations. So they couldn't be landing here um, in the middle of the night or in the middle of the, you know early hours in the morning. It's to do with that. It's it's literally down to some sort of weird air regulation.
0: Right. See that's see that's that sort of a, a bit of a concern, frankly, in terms of. Well, preparation—you know everything about it. You but, know, it's it's a game that leads to <throat> yeah. I've
2: got it here. I'm uh, on the Chelsea website. Uh, the Blues will land back in London this afternoon. Oh, right. Right. This is um, interesting Monday news. Right, right.
0: So yeah. that's a relief. That's good. Well, that's it's a little bit more time. But it,
1: probably... It's more indicative of the FA. I mean, the FA didn't let us postpone the Sunderland game to go and prepare for it, and you know they've. Mm. they've, they've, they've push this one back but let's face it two days after you know even if won't win or lose it's still a little bit of a still a little bit of a push that shows how much the FA think of the competition as well I guess
0: well yeah not not taking it terribly seriously but um so yeah I mean a few years ago United
3: basically had to bow out of the FA Cup didn't they
0: yeah well this because it was the first one I thought at least the first one in this in this current format because the Previously, it was the Intercontinental Cup, wasn't it? I can't quite remember, but yeah. it, it all got sort of slightly jiggled around. And, um, yeah, United pulled out, and that was the year we won the Cup. Um, mm. We beat Villa. But, um, yeah, so not not the ideal preparation. Um, but, yeah, for, I mean, for me, the performance against Monterey, it looks just like a bit of a pre-season friendly stroke Kind of exhibition game, there wasn't a, a great deal of a, a challenge put up by them, and um, I, we probably could have had three or four more. Um, although
3: interestingly, I thought that, um, you know, obviously part of that was us being three nil up, mm. but three at three nil up, yeah, we weren't going to get beaten, but we didn't close the game down, you know, they they mm. they had a lot more possession and you know are sitting there thinking yeah this is all right in many ways but you know you you haven't closed the game out they they're, they're still having a go and they're still and they will score a goal you just knew they were going to score a goal
0: because
3: mm. we couldn't um, put our foot on it to the extent that we needed to we managed that against North Zealand we didn't manage that against Sunderland and we didn't really look like we managed it against Monterey. We were three nil up, mm. fine. But had we been two nil up or one nil up, trying to close that game out, I don't think we could have. You know, uh, this is come Possibly, on for the yeah. You know, my my concern is that as a defensive unit, that the midfield doesn't operate as a defensive unit in any way, shape, or form. That's that's going to win us games at the sort of level. Mm. Playing Atletico Madrid, Corinthians, those sort of games. The the Juventus game, the the, the games uh, against um, Shakhtar, they're, they're all of a piece in that the weakness is on um, defensive midfield. Yeah, I take your point earlier on about you know if we could finish, we would have we could well have won that game on Sunday mm. if we have put the chance away. We could we, we should, You can't really blame Kael. From where he was, he just slammed it and it got caught under the goalkeeper's backside. I didn't see the second oh, half, but, you know... I, mean, uh,
0: I think yeah, it has to be said that um, Cassio, their, their keeper, was um, was a player of the tournament, which tells you enough about it. He had a blind... You know, he's definitely one to watch.
3: Yeah, but, you know, if you want to get onto the, the Corinthians game, the big problem they had against Corinthians was that we didn't ever really get a grip in midfield. I didn't see the second half, but certainly the first half, you know, they did what a lot of the Portuguese teams have done to us, you know, Porto and Benfica and teams like that. Maybe it's a Luciferone thing, I don't know, but their pursuit of the ball and their ability to press the ball all over, you know, the the two thirds of the pitch, they leave us have the ball up in the final third. Mm. Once the ball got into you know, two-thirds of the pitch, they were all over that ball. No yeah, well, they hassled, yeah, just the hassled us
0: into making errors. And-, and,
3: and I kept thinking, well, they won't keep this up for the game. Uh, you know, second half, maybe we'll get a bit more time and room on the ball. I didn't, as I say, see the second half, but from what I read on you know, various comments and tweets and things like that, we were worse in the second half than we were in the first.
0: The, um, and, the issue- and I
3: was staggered to see him pick... Lampard and Ramirez as a as a central midfield partnership.
0: Well it's, our, it's our <coughs> least, I could not it's
3: see how that was going to work.
0: It's our could. least convincing combination mm. without without question. It's it, the, the problem was and I think this, this is the sort of criticism of Benítez of the more rational type that, that's been leveled at him was you could see after an hour that we were going absolutely nowhere. Mm. And, and you know actually before that and he just he, he didn't really react. And, and it was just one of those games, I said it on Twitter, it's just, you can see they will go 1-0 up and it will then become, A, impossible to get the ball off them, it will be Im- utterly impossible to tackle them because the the play acting and the rolling around and the time-wasting will be off the scale. And it was exactly that, you know. That then.
3: The first ten minutes of that game... The first ten minutes of that game... I, I noticed on two or three occasions, they passed. When we passed the ball around, they had one, two, sometimes three men closing the ball down, mm. ma- making us play the ball quickly, too hurriedly, or yeah. we kept having to play it back. That's fine, that happens in football. You, you have to deal with that. You have to get the tempo up, or, or you know, there are various ways to combat that. Uh, or you just have to wait it out. You, you have to try and stay in possession and wear them out that was fine. But then when, when they got the ball, they always seemed to have an extra man in midfield. And what really concerned me, and has concerned me for two seasons, and it's not changing under Benitez, although, to be fair to him, I think he has to have a lot more time to do this. I saw it happen several times. They were, they were passing the ball around in midfield, and the, a guy drifted past Ramirez. The ball got played to him, From the moment he drifted past Ramirez to when the ball got played to him to when he eventually got rid of the ball or took a shot, Ramirez never, ever, ever got goal side of him. Now, Ramirez is one of the supposedly pacier midfielders that we have. How is it that he never gets back goal side of the player? The same thing happens with Lampard. And this is happening all the time. And it's not happening just in that game. It's happening in a lot of these games against the better quality teams. Their, player, their midfielders just drift behind or drift across and then make an angled run, and no one goes with them. Or if they go with them, they run like three yards behind them, assuming someone's going to close them down. And if I stay three or four yards behind, I'll pick up the loose ball. Never happens. Well, mm-hmm. you, 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 you You look at the amount of times Corinthians got the ball off us compared to how many times we got the ball off Corinthians. And this, again, has happened in quite a lot of games. The number of corners oh, right. we I give agree. the opposition it tells you that the opposition only lose the ball when they get down into the very final third. We don't get a lot of corners because we have the ball taken off us before we ever get close enough for someone to concede a corner.
0: Mm. I mean, I think that's it's a very good point. but And part of the problem, I, it, was, it was baffling that McKay... Benita seems to have some sort of issue with Mikel or, you know, issue as such, but maybe thinks he's not suitable for particular kinds of games. Which is funny
3: considering they've just given him a four-year contract.
0: Well, this yeah. is the thing. It's...
3: Well,
2: maybe he was practising life without Mikel because he is suspended yeah. for the next three games and then he's off to Africa.
3: Yeah, no, I, that, that could well be it. I, I'm I not criticising him. I just thought that Ramirez-Lampard was, as John says, the weakest combination he could have put out there. He exactly. doesn't seem to
2: like Oscar so much. He always seems to be on the bench now. But um, Yeah. I mean, we can analyse the game, but aren't we over-analysing It isn't a simple fact that um, Torres had a perfect opportunity in the last few minutes to score.
3: Mm.
2: Inside the box, just the goalkeeper to beat.
3: Mm.
2: And he crashed it against the goalkeeper. And, and any world-class striker mm. would have buried that.
0: You've got to put that away. And
2: we'd have yep. gone on to extra time and we, we, we would have nicked it. Because, I mean, we had the best chances in that game. Yeah Yeah, no, don't Um, just don't just we we can say that we lose the ball, we're we're not in the right positions, blah blah, but Mm. if you don't take any of your chances, Mm. you've got no opportunity of winning, and all we need is someone who can stick the ball in the net, and um, you know after the last three games, there was sort of the 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 rumblings of old Torres has turned the corner again, Mm. but really he turns a corner so often he is going round in a circle. (laughs) Or a square, I suppose, with corners. Mm. Um, or maybe an octagon, because that's got corners as well. But anyway, it's a not, pentagon. It's, not a, it's not a perfect circle, because that doesn't have corners. So he's not going round in circles. But he is going round in the next stage, down from a circle between <laughs> that and a, and a square. <laughs> but, I mean, it, I was totally shocked towards Geometric the end. Geometric confusion. I was totally shocked towards the end that he was running down the touchline nearest the camera side of the pitch. Mm and he, he had the ball in front of him and it looked like he was going to do something with it and try and go around the defender and he just gave up and stopped running and it was almost as if he's got some sort of muscle wasting disease that he can't run there was mention that he'd lost his power that he used to be a power player well I never remember him as a power player
0: mm-hmm. but he has
2: absolutely no power whatsoever now I mean the guy is absolutely finished
0: yeah, it, um, I, I think this, it's the worst thing about it, and it. Sh- I think it shows how benevolent we've been towards him as fans, is that you know there were rumblings after Sunderland and Naughty Island. It was kind of, oh, well, you know, he's, he looks a bit sharper and he's making the right runs. He's got a couple of goals under his belt. But yeah, you know, in, in a big game, or a bigger game as the case may be, against better opposition, it just all went horribly no, wrong. We're,
2: we're trying to justify it. And, yeah.
0: Um it's amazing that,
2: it's uh, that Roman can be so cutthroat, and yet with this one, mm. he, you know, he really should have banished him to Siberia. I mean, uh, why he's letting him carry on is just unbelievable. The salt
0: mines for you, young man. Yeah, I, that's the thing. It's you know, he's, he seems to be incredibly loyal to the, the people around him, and you know, to a certain extent, the players. But God help you if you're the manager and you get things wrong. But um,
1: well, he's Roman's Hollywood player, isn't he? Yeah, that's where it comes down to, and you know, if you if you believe the rumours, you know, that 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 sort of emanate out of various areas of the club, it it is purely down to that. You know, Roman is effectively refusing to allow Torres to fail Mm. by watching him fail. Ironically, you know, um, there's almost a sort of paradox there. He he seems to be, you know, I, I would say, giving the bloke enough rope to hang himself with. Mm. even though he's already hung (laughs) have some more you know um and and you know I've been reasonably loyal to him I've always wanted him to succeed I thought he was a fantastic buy it was really exciting when we bought him but um, I'm with Mark I see a a a player who whose body language I, I mean you can't read too much into body language I guess but you see the other players and and the likes of Louise and Hazard and they're having a little bit of a Josh and a banter and seeing him getting off the coach and all having a bit of a laugh with Benitez of all people you know who mm. seems to be quite well liked by you know uh, uh, certainly the newer faction if you like and then you see Torres and he, he just looks sullen is, you know is he trying to be Balotelli because he hasn't got the style of Balotelli to do that Um He's he's he just be mysterious, mysterious. He, doesn't, he doesn't have a camouflage painted Bentley either no no <laughs> but uh, you know you, you
0: which, I su- which I suspect if you're trying to be like Mario Balotelli is probably a fairly key thing but anyway yeah. go on sorry but, uh, no,
1: no, and, but you know with Balotelli you know you, he was always going to be a handful he's, he's that kind of enfant terrible of, of, of football at the moment whereas Torres I don't know whether he thinks he's going to be that or whether he's got an air of mystery around him but he doesn't he looks sulky you know, we always used to call Anelka, didn't they? It was his nickname, La Sulk. Mm. But Anelka was a positive joy of a player. Because
2: is Spanish, so what would La Sulk be in Spanish?
1: Uh, El Sulco? Oh, I don't know. That's <laughs> how, how, how British... Uh, cool, go, I've just got to go and put my anki back on my head. You know, just... <laughs> you want to speak Spanish, just add an O to the end of it. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just... I'm, I, I've lost it with the guy, I think. Um, you know, and I just... I don't see anything there against the good teams and that's that's the worry I think I used the phrase flat track bully a kind of player that you know we all played with them at school who we, we, we were playing a, a really weak team that was the time they'd step up and say look at me how good I am until they come across somebody who's a bit better or equally good as them and then they go missing and, and just compare you know the Tories that we saw against Corinthians with the Van Persie that came out against Manchester City. You know that, that guy Van Persie is. I I really hoped last season was an absolute fluke for him, but he's, he's yeah, going to go I, on I, and get thirty five goals this season. isn't Many he, many
0: know? days shouting to anyone that listen. It's it's, it's a one off. He's going to be injured off, yes. after the first game. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, punditry extraordinaire again. Well, <laughs> oh, we're all there um, with you, Johnny. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's there. There are so you know when you look at strikers that other people have bought, there are so many other options we could have pursued and even having Dave Mitchell yeah, it, being moderately successful would have been better than this yeah. but it's
3: I think I mean I, I often think that if we paid 10 million 15 million for him and he was one of three strikers we could play then fine it wouldn't be a bad it's, deal. This, yeah. it's this 50 million and we've only got and I mean only because he's injured most of the time and, and he's still young at Sturridge the, the, not In the summer, injured. they basically took took the decision not to have any strikers.
2: Yeah. But even you if we paid
3: nothing for him, if he'd been an apprentice,
2: say, and this mm. was his first season as an apprentice,
3: mm.
2: we'd still all be thinking he's rubbish. Mm. We'd say, how, "How has he got into the team? Because mm. he is doing less mm.
3: than the worst apprentice, Mark Nichols." Mm. So the, the problem is, is that we don't have an option to replace him because there is you know Lukaku is probably the most likely Sturridge for some reason doesn't appear to be in he's good injured. health these days or whatever no, but you know there is no one to replace him so but they're the putting him in for every game yeah, and but the
0: Darf uh, thing is is that you know he's on 12 goals for the season now which actually you know he could end up with. this is, this is the bizarre thing about it and you know it, the argument is about the contribution and where those goals come from and what they mean and you know mm. it, it's, it's the lack of of, of winners in tied games that, that is the issue but it's not unfeasible if he carries on he could end up with 20 goals this season which mm. for a striker is a decent return but it, it, I think it's just
3: yeah, but I think you're right it's, it's underwhelming in, in a team that's playing as many games as we do in a season and he's starting so many of those games mm. And where where he's scoring the goals, you know that tells the story, and and yeah. you know that that's why you know statistics. You've always got to to drill drill down a bit yeah. into some it's of the detail. You know, does
1: anyone else find it really interesting though that he took a penalty? That's his third penalty in English football. The one he took against Sunderland.
0: But he did, but that was the thing. I didn't see the Sunderland game, but the number of people said, you know, it looked like the confidence yes. just. Came. Rushing back into yeah. him, and for him to actually, you know, he he refused. There was a there was a load of hoo-ha last season where he either refused a penalty mm. when he was offered it, and it, and I, I he did, and there there was a lot of hoo-ha about it. And I kind I took the view that it was almost like look, I don't want the charity. I, I I want to end this drought on my own. I don't want to be handed this on a plate. You know there's any number of different ways of looking at it but yeah but you know for all of a sudden for a player who's who's literally been f- afraid of his own shadow for the best part of two years to come marching up and you know grab the ball off of whoever it was it was Lewis yeah I think it was, it was I mean, it's just I mean but he, it, d- he doesn't
3: take I mean the interesting thing is that he didn't take the more shelling game they, the commentators were rabbiting on about um, you know he won't, he won't step up, he won't take penalties. He doesn't take penalties for Chelsea. He did. I don't think he really took them at Liverpool either. No, I read did. somewhere that the last place he ever really took penalties was at Atletico Madrid. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I think he took one against some of them because he already scored one and maybe he was thinking this is the time to get a hat-trick. And you're right, it was sort of significant moment there. But mm. in other games where he hasn't taken the penalties, you know, he, he's not a Penalty taker in the team, you know. Okay. Lampard used to take them, Hazard, Louise take them now. You know, it's, well, Hazard, it's it's no big deal.
0: Hazard got, I think he got 11 in France last year, mm. so he, he would be sort of one of the more obvious choices. Yeah. But it's if, if and when we eventually write Torre's obituary, there's, there's almost an argument say he's actually he's, he's almost as bipolar as the rest of us. One minute, you know, he just, he just veers from the sublime to the ridiculous but yeah. well more ridiculous than sublime obviously but
3: I, I think in a game and I, I take Mark's point about over analysing a game that only a thousand of us went out there to watch and so on and so forth but only because I only talking like this because I think it follows a pattern it's a very similar pattern to the games that, that we've struggled in you know outside of the Premier League I'm talking about yeah, sort of inter, international half, you know, European figures
0: half decent it, side
3: yeah it is is we struggle against the press defensively in midfield we're always too easy to go through and you combine that with torres who i think when the service isn't there when when it's it's a difficult game where where it gets tough he he seems to disappear out of it you know well, you could argue that on sunday matter didn't do a lot either but yeah i think I just, that's a different case i think matter they, they obviously saw him as, as the pivot and, and someone to make sure that they had two or three blokes sitting on his head every time he got the ball. Well,
0: it was like... It, you the, know. the thing about Massa is it's... In games like like that where you're, you're pressed an awful lot, it was the same... Sort of almost the same as... Um, the Barcelona games last season, the only player who didn't really have a good game against him over the two legs was not matter because he never saw the ball mm. you, you didn't actually have possession for long enough and it's yeah. one of those sort of slightly daft obvious football cliches, but he's a player that can't do anything without the ball mm. albeit as, as ridiculous as that sounds mm. um, so I think the the problem for me is that you look at that tournament the games before and so on I don't think. We, I don't think we seem to be any further forward than we were under Robbie. In that, there's just there. There are games that are sort of you go into them thinking oh, this is going to be tricky. I'm not 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 sure what we're going to get out of this. Um, defensively, I think we're a, we're a bit sharper. We're not we're not conceding as many goals. Um, but yeah, we just look a bit. Bit blunt, a bit lacking something in midfield. I think it's all a bit
3: Avram Grant, you know. In the Mourinho left, we carried on pretty much in the same way. Mm. dimatteo has gone. We haven't really changed, and you know, I, I, do, I think he's hmm? changed quite a bit. I mean, um, yeah, I don't.
2: It's, instead of playing um, Oscar Matter and Hazard, he's only ever playing two of them. Mm. So he, he doesn't want to risk it, thinking it's too much to have three ball players. So I think he has tightened up us defensively, and if yeah. you compare. Corinthians to Atletico Madrid in our previous global final where we were demolished and made to look absolute idiots
0: Mm.
2: Mm. Um, that wasn't the case no that's true Corinthians so we were a lot more solid and and we could have nicked it so if you were just to use those two games Mm. you could say he's made a massive transformation Although I wouldn't, I think you know it's, it's two isolated points in time.
3: It's a bit. It's. it's yeah, I think, I think you have to look at the shape of the games in, in some sort of comparison.
2: Well, so I have you know. enjoyed Benitez so far. I think um, I saw his interview before the final, mm. and um, I thought he came across pretty well. Actually, he had um, he had a good smile on his face the whole time. He was positive and upbeat, mm. and had a very very pleasant demeanour. And, you know, if I was in my local tapas bar and a bloke
3: like him served me, I'd give him a good tip. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll tell you what a good tip would be. Don't play Ramirez and Lampard as a defense together,
1: yeah. the But it's a degree of the fact that I mean the Ramirez Lampard thing. He may have been trying something, and uh, yeah. you know, even the best awesome. coaches it's trial and error. We, we've seen Wenger bollocks it up against Bradford with a strong side. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I'm, 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 not lay, I'm not
3: laying the defeat. Yeah. Um, no, mean Sunday's defeat at his door. I was just uh, uh, who knows why he picked Lampard and Ramirez. As you say, he could try it out. I, I yeah. just, you know, considering Lampard, you know, had had about three and a half minutes of yeah. football under his belt, it, it just seemed a strange decision to me. I wonder it, whether there was... he's he he knows Lampard's going in January and he's yeah. giving him the farewell I, tour because or, or, or know, he was a bit Yeah, or or, yeah giving him
1: this, I do yeah. wonder, do wonder whether or not he was there was a bit of fan appeasement strategy going on there as well, you know. Um, give Frank the game and the fans think oh hold on. you know he's not anti-Frank I don't think he is anti-Frank I think the club have have made their call on, mm. on, on some of the other players but I'm you know we could sort of move into the Benitez thing I've, I've you know his record is two draws whatever two defeats and two wins isn't it I think in the games he's had uh, possibly three wins yeah three wins isn't it yeah Um, and, and you know that's not a bad start and certainly the whatever and, and I don't, I can't think of a better word to use, but the, the kind of rot that was setting in prior to Robbie was going, um, is, is seems to have been arrested. I'm, I'm with Mark on the fact that there's no doubt that we're possibly we've cut down on the excitement factor. We're still good to watch. Yeah, but we're not trying to be Barcelona and Arsenal and the Harlem Globetrotters of football, and we have tightened things up a little bit, which is a you know mm. a, a good thing to see. I think. Mean, I mean, you know, a lot of people have been saying play Luis in midfield, and, and Robbie absolutely seemed, didn't seem to, and Avb before him didn't seem to want to entertain that. Um, and in a comparatively unimportant game, Benitez thinks, okay, let's give him a go. This guy's a good ball player. It may be well, an option to have when, when Mikel goes yeah, off. Yeah, I think
0: that's the thing. It's just in terms of the lack, the lack yeah. of options that we may experience there over the next month or two. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a possible... Yes,
1: but it, there's it, no question he's got a very... Thick skin, and I've got, I've got some admiration for the guy because he's taken a hell of a lot of flack
3: for yeah, for I accepting
1: don't. a job for accepting a job which any of us would do if the money was right and we wanted to get ourselves back in the you know, back in the game or whatever. Um, and I I think it was Mark who suggested last time that possibly Benitez could be our longest manager, if he from me or not. You know, longest um, serving. Uh, I don't know about longest. longest. Yes, yeah, so longest serving. <laughs> <laughs> But I, you know, I want I think there's a possible theory going. You know, uh, uh, there's there's some truth in the background of that. Cause getting on to like Sports Tonight Live. hello, there were so hello? many people oh, that oh, sorry, want to what do, we do what we do. Sorry, something, oh, they don't get the chance to Sorry, uh, the fact, sorry, fact that you've done what you've
3: done. We Sorry,
2: what we sorry, sorry, sorry we got a <laughs> participant here. Hello? Hello? Your, voice Your voice is broken, broken there, Tony.
3: Yes. <laughs> 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 I do apologise. I don't know what's going on there. Voices
0: from the other side.
3: Voices from another planet do carry on yeah, it's, yeah. It's um, nothing
2: too embarrassing anyway
0: no no I d- um, uh, would yeah. Derek Cora leave the room please <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yeah I mean the, the Lewis thing in, in Central Field was interesting because it, I saw a quote from Mikel saying they had this big long conversation before the game about who was sitting and what, what, how they were going to play this <laughs> two minutes in he's up in the penalty box and you know playing 30-yard balls I, I think you know he, he looked and it, it was clear that he was having an absolutely fantastic time but there was an element of, of, of the much criticised Gary Neville you know, kid with the, kid with the PlayStation quote um, I, I'm sure in, in certain games you could probably get away with him there I wouldn't want to see us take on anyone with a bit of bit of nouse in central midfield and um, you know, deep lying forward who knows his game I, I think it would be catastrophically bad but you know hey I'm not the coach, and um, is the man in charge, so we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I, I, whether it's as a long-term prospect, I'm not entirely certain, but um, we shall see.
3: But, but there is a problem looming post-Christmas, isn't there, with, with Romeo now out for six months and Mikel suspended and then the African Cup of Nations. Well, it's mm. looming this Wednesday, you know? I'd say. Mm.
0: Yeah,
2: well, it's it's McHale's band. R- Romeo's injured. Ramirez is banned for Wednesday.
0: Is he? Yeah, well, it's, it's Oscar and Frank, really, isn't it? I would assume. Is and that, um team. well, Oscar, I mean, he's a, a, a very
2: slight chap. I mean, Leeds with um, Neil Warnock, I mean, yeah, they're going to be up and at it, aren't they? Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: they're going to have their special shit kicking boots on, aren't they?
0: Yep. Mm. Colin will be at his best. I've no doubt, but um
3: who's <laughs> refereeing it? Uh, <laughs>
1: Oh, um, I've forgotten. I've um, forgotten his fanboy, nickname man. was Colin.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's it's a good oh, point actually. So you know, what we also it's 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 kind of Ken's um, Uncle Ken's big hurrah as well, isn't it? This is the game mm. before um, the uh, who's taking over. I kind of lost track. There were so oh, many. Oh,
1: you need to st- read Private Eye. St- so it's, it's, uh, the Private Eye <laughs> story of Leeds United is a labyrinthine to say the least. <laughs> Where c- we talk about ownership the... and secret owners and. Well as, okay, as, well, as we
0: know only too so well, Uncle Ken is fond of a um, fond of a holding company via a holding company in the Cayman Islands, via that, wherever it hmm.
3: happens to be, isn't
0: he? I'm sure
3: there's. I'm sure that dusty office in Hong Kong. The phone still rings there once in a while when someone's got an old <laughs> number for Chelsea. <laughs> it's it's,
0: it's, it's a, the old advert. There's a small the cupboard. There's, there's cobwebs yeah. on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a
3: small cupboard in Kowloon that used to be yeah. Chelsea Football Club, as far as, I'm, well, as, <laughs> far as I know. It's probably, no one's ripped the phone out yet.
0: Uh, Chelsea Football Club, Hong Kong, 1992 Limited. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think um...
1: <laughs> it was like, all sorts of horrors that Ken Bates still owns us and that what Roman Abranovich fought was some shielded <laughs> company five times <laughs> <laughs> removed. <laughs> Bruce, yeah. come, come here. Uh, um, yeah, so I, it, uh,
0: it's, it's, it's
3: Bates good. who wants Torres played every week, not Roman.
0: <laughs> uh, no, exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. Um, the team comes through on the teleprinter. Of a shipping company in Kowloon, along with instructions for a certain number of <laughs> containers to leave Tilbury, <laughs> and in there is the team. Oh dear!
0: Um, so yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be quite. Um, it's going to be a, quite a feisty old game. Um, we should. Um, we should. And a game we
3: can't lose. you know. We cannot lose. Corinthians and Atletico Madrid and all that sort of nonsense. I mean, it is only the. You know, Capital One Cup, and normally we wouldn't care. You know, if our reserve team went out to Aston Villa's reserve team on a Wednesday, we'd probably shrug and say, So what? But no, this, this, is the, actually, this is the unthinkable. I, I would this, agree.
1: It cannot happen. Because out of the seven or eight trophies that we could have gone for, the first four have, have been Dave Besant like the way they've slipped through our fingers, oh, haven't they, really? Oh, yes. Well, this is, I mean, I've,
0: I've said all along, This this is. Rafa's big, big chance for a bit of silverware because if you look who's left in, we should really be, well, I presume we are probably favourites in terms of the betting, but we really should be taking a a very, very big punt at this because if he can get himself a day out at Wembley and a bit of silverware under his belt in February... Well, who
3: knows? It doesn't doesn't matter if we lose the semi-final over two legs to uh, to the Lamb and Flag or whoever we happen to play... We have to beat Leeds. Age
0: age you know, it doesn't
3: matter what happens after this. We have to beat Leeds. It would be unthinkable to to be the second London team to go north and come back with nothing. They so, to to they, be knocked they out by Leeds. Leeds. Who
2: else is left in it then, apart, um, apart from us and Leeds? It's um,
0: Swansea. Bradford. Bradford.
2: Bradford and Aston Villa, isn't yeah. they they? Yes, it? Yes. Is.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, let's you know, without wishing to decry any of those sides, we should be in with a a decent punt at, a, at a spot silver. Where come the end of February for
3: that? But I mean, they could they could be they could put out the eighteen year olds against Aston Villa in the semi final, and I really wouldn't care. But we have to beat Leeds. <laughs> to you know, I, I, have I made myself clear? We have to beat Leeds. <laughs> this is just you know, to people of a certain generation. This dirty, is dirty
0: leads, um, and
3: it's uh, worth mentioning. Uh, Peter Watts of this parish his uh, yes, blog indeed. the great Wen. He does a great, a great piece summarising the the history and why this is so important. Mm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, this is our biggest game since Munich. I'm afraid, <clears throat> you know.
0: No, it's well, it's well worth a read. Great Wen, W E N, and Google that, and uh, and you'll see it. It's been doing the rounds on Twitter as well. It's a very very good piece. Um, so I, th- I think that probably covers off where we think the revolution is at, um, what we think
3: about Leeds. Is Eddie Newton still there, by the way? Um, he's, still, he's still listed on the I website. Think so, I think we yeah. don't see him. He doesn't get one of the, the front row seats, does he? Because Steve Holland sits there and some other, other who I don't know. Well, was I haven't then doing
0: around um, in there somewhere, doesn't he? Um, that's a very good question. I don't know. Um, so... I think that covers off our little jaunt to Japan, um, all terribly pleasant and, and yeah, full credit to those who, um, who, who went out there and, um, and cheered us on, including Mark's son and, um, and thank you to Dan Levine for his, um, his excellent coverage. Um, not a, a competition I suspect we're likely to be seeing again in the, um, in the near future, but, uh, would have been nice to call ourselves world champions, but alas, it was not to be. Mm. Um, We'll touch briefly on what, what came before that, um, where, where we all thought that things were turning a bit of a corner and it was all looking a little brighter, but Sunderland and Island, Um Sunderland, Mark, you, you went up there and, and road-tested some some thermal underwear, um, which I'd see if you could tell us about that, and, uh, and the game as well. That would be, um, that would be magnificent.
2: Yes, indeed. Well, um, I mean, the game, well, we won it. Torres turned a corner. And <laughs> Another one. It was a good three points, a welcome three points, but um, the weather around that time was absolutely freezing down here,
0: mm.
2: and I thought, if I'm going to go up to Sunderland, right on the um, edge of the North Sea, open stand, wind blowing through 30 miles an hour, it's going to be absolutely freezing, and I must be showing my age, because I mean, I used to just wander around in a shirt all year round, really, mm. uh, but now I've started wearing sweaters. I thought, even that's not going to be enough. I'm going to have to put something more drastic on. So I went to Marks and & Spencers and um, did quite a lot of research on thermal vests, and apparently um, they come with different star ratings on the packets. One star, right. two okay. star, and three star, the ultimate sort of heating system. So I bought this three star vest with long sleeves, and it goes a long way down. It goes down below your whatever you wear box shorts underpants that goes down to your uh, below your
3: um region
2: yeah that's the mm. one excellent um and it truly was excellent and actually it wasn't that cold it was um five or six degrees with very little wind so with that on a shirt and a sweater and a
3: coat it was bloody baking up in summer. Toasty. <laughs> he lost four stone. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> well, well so can, I, can I just ask I question? Um, well, we'll just, just question
2: jump
0: in uh, for a bit of yeah. consumer advice. Yeah. Marks and Spencer's oh. thermal vests. On 19 the They're not cheap. Oh, blimey, O'Reilly. 20 quid for a vest. Yeah.
3: But, but anticipating, as you were, and, and rightly so, uh, freezing temperatures anywhere north of probably Nottingham... Um, I'm amazed that you just went with the thermal vest option because I, I would believe that uh, well, I used to ride a motorbike and I still have the silk um, undershirt and long john type arrangement that I used to wear on this thing riding in the winter. And I find that um, it's my legs that are more affected than my body. If I had to take a piece of thermal underwear with me anywhere, it would be the long john Type thing. In fact, I think I'm going to end up being like those, remember those fellas in the westerns who, you know, They'd, they'd be going on a cattle drive through the winter. They'd be sewn into their long johns and wouldn't come out of them <laughs> until they had that bath and a bottle of whiskey and a big cigar at the end of it. That's going to be me soon because I, I, I've i taken to wearing these long john things when I've got to go and watch the boy playing football or training or whatever. And then I find that I'm wearing them round the house. You know, I don't take them off once I come in on.
0: Any, um, any particular brand you can recommend? Uh,
3: These are some sort of silk thing that were bought for me as a present, and I I don't know the make. They were bought from, like, a motorcycle specialist, so there might be something... I did
2: consider them, to be honest, um, because in the same display rack at Marks & Spencers, they did have the Long Johns. Yes, They were only the three-star cotton ones, and it didn't have silk... And unfortunately, I wasn't near a John Lewis like Donald probably was at the time he got his silk
3: ones. But um, no, no, uh, these were motor; these are motorcycling types. Um, so they. they, they Marlon Brando had a pair of the wild ones. We may have abandoned the partnership on this particular occasion. Only. But I thought
2: I would not get long, John. So that that really is making me too much of an old man. So I'll, I think I'll leave that for another ten years.
0: <laughs> but I, I have got the earmarks for, for future reference. Um, Tony, anything to add on the um, on the on the warm underwear front?
1: Uh, I tend to use uh, um, some sort of stuff I bought from Lidl, which is like a—it's called a base, wear, base unit, or something—I don't know. And uh, I've been taking I, wearing. Hang out. On, you sound <laughs> like
3: you're confused between furniture and underwear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wearing a base <laughs> unit. Yeah, well, I think it's just a trendy term for a thermal vest, but. Uh, oh, I, I see. It's not a I thought that. <laughs> 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 I didn't know
2: it if you had a set of drawers down your trousers, or you just pleased to see me. <laughs> <laughs> Base unit. Oh,
1: oh dear. Oh yeah. um, um, it's I, it's I think,
0: I think that's, um, that's that's probably rounded us off nicely on the yeah. um, on the, on the consumer advice well, front there's a bit we, of an interlude.
1: We've, we've done consumer advice, and we did a bit of financial advice earlier on with the you know various ways to hide a company. So I think you know we're yeah. we're, we're adding great public value. Well, I'm here, a, I'm, a, I'm
0: having my, my double glazing fitted tomorrow, so I shall report back on that. Uh, next next time we're here, so, yeah, you know, you get everything here. A few days, so you'll need a thermal vest on while that's going. On. There's a strong possibility. I I've I considered it. I may have to uh, make a trip to Marks tomorrow. So um, you have
1: had to have your boiler replaced, I believe you know, or something, didn't you? Because your, your central heating wasn't working. Yeah, um, no, we've you, we've only do just. Do you just to, you time these things deliberately? You know. Well, um, I d- it didn't work
0: <laughs> out. I could tell you more about heat exchanges than you would probably <laughs> care to know, but but um, you no, know, the boiler is now back and working. Have um, you realised
2: that the boiler was always working? You just didn't have any windows.
0: I well, it, there was a concern actually, but um, but yes, the, um, and the,
3: the I, it blew I, I the thermostat. The I, thermostat I, I would got so confused. Strong, <laughs> I would
0: str- strongly recommend um, Glen Lavender Heating Services of um, of Caterham to um, to do your boiler work because um, well, it's very very good. And um, uh, if he's not likely to be listening, but um, his invoice has arrived today. and If um, if I'm getting a plug-in and the possibility of a discount then so be it anyway but back to football um, so Sunderland Torres turned another corner um, well that's really about what we can say about it it, it was it was. we discussed this on the blog when um, it was a
1: good away win
0: yeah a, de- a decent away win against a side that you know let's be truthful are probably going to be staring down the barrel come May but um, yeah you know three points we're still sort of vaguely in touch with the the top two, albeit that we, you know, we're now sort of a game in hand, which we have to win. Um, quite how we're still third, I'm not entirely certain, given the run we've had. But um, I think it's maybe reflective it's of the quality.
1: That, interesting that we have a, It's Aston Villa, isn't it? Which is a, an almost. Um, Annual event at Christmas or around Christmas, uh, mm. and has a habit of throwing up extremely high-scoring draws with last-minute dramas. I think to remember being yeah to, to we've two recent couple. Boxing Day ones where I think it was three-three and four-four or something. You yeah, there was that,
0: there was a, a four-all which was just just after Christmas, and I think there was one. May have even just been before Christmas.
1: Yeah, we end up
0: three all, having yeah. been ahead place and they got a, a late last minute jobby. Absolutely. Talking of high
2: scores, it's Reading two, Arsenal four.
1: It is. Oh, okay. <coughs> mm. Excellent defences on top then. Um, <laughs> Steve Bold working
0: well. Indeed. Are we going to do a Newcastle Yeah. Um,
3: yeah
0: and then prior to, prior to Sunderland was naughty island which um despite the thumping victory over um you know having i think we put 10 goals over them 10, ten goals past them over two legs um obviously wasn't enough to save us from um, from the ignominious exit from the champions league and i think the first holders to do that in the in the group stages which is all a bit embarrassing but you know maybe fernando torres will thrive in um, in the Slightly re- less rarefied air of the um, of the Europa League.
3: It would be interesting to see, yeah, but I can't be asked to do it. What sort of groups the um, the holders have been in over the years? Because that was quite a tough group, you know, considering considered? we were considering we were a top seed uh, compared well, to the sort of pub teams that Arsenal and United have had to play. Well, it's just uh, just you know. We're,
0: it did throw up some interesting stats in the sense that we we got ten points and we went scored more goals than by anyone one. We went out by one away goal, having scored yes, more goals did. than anyone else in the group. Yeah. Far superior goal difference. Um, we I think we won. I think we won more games than Arsenal, didn't we?
3: Mm.
0: And yeah, they yep. went through um, AC. The, the real
3: AC Milan got through on eight points or something. Went
0: through on eight points with about one win under their belts. It's ridiculous like that. Um,
3: so, There's no excuse for for no, us going. I'm sorry. not saying, a, but but I, I sort of. We didn't limp out with three points like City did. You know, we sort of.
0: We, we gave it a good shot. Yeah. The, the killer, in, a, in a
3: difficult group,
0: as you know. we as we all noted that the killer was the, um, the the Juventus game at home, uh, where we. Were.
3: But who came out of pot three, as it were, because you know we should have been playing maybe Juventus or Shakhtar and then some, you know, bunch from somewhere we'd never heard of but we ended up with with two very good European teams in our group um, was it were Juve in in the sort of unfancied pots I've got a
1: feeling it would have been because Juve did have uh, they had no European football at all last season mm. none and- so uh, we got, we got I, sucked there a bit. Yeah, you know? I, 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 I think that's basically what it would, what, what it would have come down to. Because Shakhtar are a fairly regular feature, aren't they? Um, yeah. Being as the sort of almost perennial winners of the, the Ukrainian league yeah. or whatever. But uh, yeah,
0: and a, and a pretty decent team as well, has to be yeah. said. I
1: mean, oh, yeah. we're,
3: we, asked, were defending the trophy, having broken up the team that won it. You know, these, these aren't all excuses, but they're just observations. So yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, and the final know, observation which is worth pointing out to the British media from time to time, is that we are still champions, champions of Europe, Europe. until yeah. May. You know, we didn't lose it on that night, as some people seem to say. Well, suggest.
1: ultimately, I mean, I think if the Mayan thing comes true on Friday, we would actually have to be considered champions of the known universe, wouldn't we?
3: Well, so the last champions of Europe. Exactly. That's, that's
1: the last champions of Europe. <laughs> well career. it'd be like, like when Pompey <laughs> won the FA Cup in nineteen thirty nine, until Infinity throws us all together in you know, in at some Exactly. Um
0: So yeah, North Ireland a good performance, six goals, not enough. Well it never was going to be enough. Um prior to that, this we were sort of back into the early because we've not recorded for a wee while, but we're back into the earlier days of um, Mr Benitez's tenure. Um, West Ham, which was, again, an, an absolutely textbook example of why you need to put your chances away early on. Um, Allardyce made the change at half-time when we should we should probably have been home and hosed. Um, brought Diarme on and completely changed the shape of the team. Um, and they just rattled us basically as far as I could tell um, and he didn't really seem to have an answer and this is sort of one of the concerns about Benitez because he's been away for two years is that whether he's entirely game sharp if you like and the need to react to situations he doesn't seem to be on top of the game all the time we know he's, he's a great tactical thinker and, and very analytical but there are points, there have been points in games where you've looked at it and thought we could all see this needs
3: changing but he might argue that he doesn't have enough variety of player to, to he, make those changes I don't know
0: he um, I'm, well I'm do. only throwing
3: that out there I, just, I, just, I didn't see the West Ham game but it's um,
0: entirely possible I suppose um, it, it, anyone care to pitch I don't. I wasn't at the West Ham game anyone care to pitch any thoughts on, on it ghastly though it was being outwitted by Sam Allardyce
1: I spent it in Sheffield with a bunch of Manchester United and Spurs fans so I oh, don't totally. really want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> You're still in therapy
3: <laughs> I <am>.
0: have <laughs> Perfectly fair um, And then prior to that um, the, the game the game that came after we last recorded was was Fulham which was again you know, an, an average It was, it was a worse cliche, than average that's about a-
1: like, Average has been way too kind to a game that had the worst, single worst atmosphere I can probably remember since we played Fulham at Stamford Bridge when Avram Grant was in charge. The <laughs> game that I wrote the report on, where I gave my first ever 0 out of 10 rating to a player, which was Florent Maluda, as I recall, who mm. was awful that game. And I think I ended up with saying, you know, 0 out of 10, just fuck off go away from our club, you are no good, you don't want to be with us, and this game was not much, well I don't think it was any better, it was awful, it was that the atmosphere, you've described midweek European games before Johnny as being like a dinner party, yeah? Yeah, it's, this, it's, this, they lack this, something sometimes. This was like a hungover breakfast. <laughs> there was there was barely a murmur around the game for the whole game, and the players didn't give us anything to, to shout home about. Both sets of them. It's, it's unfair to say that Fulham came to part the bus, but they definitely didn't have much in the way of attacking desire or whatever. But yeah. I, I walked out of that game, and it's one of the few games in the last few years where you walk out and think, you know what? I think I'd rather have been down the pub. I'd rather have gone to see a good film. I don't know, mm. but I would have rather have been anywhere in retrospect than having to sat through that turgid dross that was thrown up that night. It's, and and, um, and it, the it atmosphere... Did, didn't, I'm sure the atmosphere didn't, it didn't, didn't help. It bustle so to speak. No. Uh, that, that, I, I don't know if anybody else has got a comment on it, but being there, it was a truly dreadful game of a dreadful atmosphere. It was one of
3: those... I, you get them sometimes. It was just months. said it happened to be when... Well, when we're not doing very well yeah. and, and well, needed something to happen, a, particularly after the City make, game. And it was just one of those games where
1: possibly, just nothing it
3: not, seems to happen is, and just you wonder not, how 22 blokes managed to yeah. sort of serve it up. Is it up, not but, the weakest? You know, it was. It, I was there and it was yeah, pretty short. Sure sure
1: is sure it not, it not was, the weakest, most insipid derby in football today, then? I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's, I, mean it's, it's I know there's never been a great. Massive rivalry, but they are down the road from us. There should—it like, just feels to me like there should be something more to it than than it, it was. It was almost like a Corinthian game of cricket. It was, yeah. you know, it's, but it's, but it's, even, a, it's even if they were
3: check. from Cornwall or somewhere, <laughs> yeah. still wouldn't excuse the sort of <laughs>
1: no. the, you I'm know, gonna... the, the,
3: how neither they nor Chelsea could could seem to pull together. You know, two or three passes worth the name, and and those games do happen in the season. You know, you, if you're unlucky enough to have paid money to go and watch them, then it is a bit distressing. But sitting as it did, just after what had gone on, you know, with the uh, RDM going and then the City game, blah blah blah. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't uh, a thriller. I mean, the only thing I'd say is that the the New Zealand after the the West Ham game where it, you know the wheels appeared to be falling off big style they then had this little run of games with, with North and uh, Sunderland, Monterey and it seemed like if we could put in a performance against Corinthians those as well where he'd have a run of three or four games which almost had a sort of not pre-season feel to them but uh, gave him a run of, of winnable games where he could put you know build on on something and, and, and you know heal the wounds of the West Ham debacle, which to some extent they had done until until Sunday. So mm. it'll be interesting to see what frame of mind they're in when they come back.
0: Yes, very true. Um, I think um, that covers our um, our recent run of, um, of games. Um, obviously the Christmas period coming, um, we've, we have Leeds on Wednesday. Villa on Sunday, Norwich away on Boxing Day, and Everton on the 30th, I think, as far as I can recall. Um, and then, you know, obviously you're into the New Year and, um, and FA Cup territory, so some tricky games in there. Um, we, shall, we shall be convening in the New Year and, um, and discussing them then. Um, what I thought we'd do to finish tonight um, All I Want for Christmas, Tony.
1: Oh, God. Um, okay, from a personal point of view, I'd rather like a rather nice model of a Boeing seven 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 two hundred that I've seen. But uh, <laughs> I think, um, uh, yeah. But in terms of football, um, I, I, I'm loath to jump in with the you know the mob on this one. But uh, Radamel Falcao would be rather. Good. Although I'd be interested to see whether we could transplant both his feet onto the other uh, onto the other leg, like we seem to have done with every other striker that's come along. But <laughs> 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 that would be for me. I think striker um, Sturridge. I am told from a very good source is not injured, and uh, allegedly, as much as I'd like to allegedly, as much as I'd like to see him. And I think he deserves a decent run or whatever. He's a young, greedy player or whatever. Um, I think with the the it, what I think is the inevitable decline of Torres... And, and that might shake Torres up. He could be a decent bench player then, maybe, you know, another Tory Andrew Flo or something. But um, Falcao just seems to have one thing on his mind, a bit like Defoe, and that's a score. That's all not, not, to, to not,
3: to probe, not to probe your sources too much, but is the storage thing down to... Uh, Benitez doesn't uh, No, fancy him, or it's the club itself doesn't like uh, his attitude, or
1: uh, no, it was more to do with the clash with the uh, uh, with the former uh, coaches and uh, and the uh, unerring or unswerving diktat that Torres will play.
3: Right. Oh, so he didn't get on with uh, allegedly. He didn't get on with RDM and uh, yeah. So okay, intriguing. Mm. Yeah, but I can exactly. see he'd be frustrated by the the fact that Torres plays nearly every game in a in a modern uh, in a modern footballing world where you know <laughs> players get rotated. You know that there are some games where you don't play. It, it, uh, it would strike me if I was there as being somehow you know ridiculous. But
1: mm-hmm. Anything? Anything else, Tone? You, you can have. Uh, you, can, you have a couple of. Wishes. Oh, okay. well. In that case, then, um, uh, I would like to see Frank Lampard get an extended contract for a couple of years. I think we made a terrible mistake letting Balak go um, because of his perceived age or whatever, and I think Lampard, whilst not always going to be first choice, still has a valuable part to play mm. as we transition. And I think it would be that would be pretty decent thing that would be equitable around both sides you know from the fans from the club's perspective uh, to see a, a great player through to the day he decides to hang his boots on. yeah
0: it's it's a tricky one i have to say we didn't touch upon it but um, i thought yesterday he
1: the game passed
0: him by to put it politely yeah. it wasn't great he played some as he does while he may not be having the best of games he played a couple of Cracking little passes for Torres to not score, um, <laughs> and but yeah, by and large, I thought it it, it it was a little bit too much for him. But you know, he's only just back from injury; he's not quite no. to full speed yet. And, Interesting. Yeah, the, the, I don't number know if times, the number of times the number of times that Frank Lampard has been written off, and oh, yeah. you know, maybe that's maybe that's enough, and we've all been proven wrong every time. So, I don't know, did um, you see the um, the tweet that was going
1: around yesterday? It was quite wide, quite quite viral across Twitter, which is a um, it's a screenshot of an iPhone um, from somebody I can't remember what they are, but they're, they're some sort of journalist friend of Frank Lampard, <coughs> and it's from Frank Lampard, um, and uh, it seems to imply that he knows that uh, you know it, the time is up in January. No oh, interesting. Yeah, it was on Twitter yesterday. If I can find it, uh, JD, I'll, um, I'll forward oh, it on to you.
3: I think it was the thing that was it was sent to the guy who's the, uh, who sells the CFC UK Correct, that's thing, wasn't it. Wasn't yeah. it the only apparent nice. guy or something uh, like that? Yeah,
0: it. I yeah, think I, it yeah, could yeah. be. Yeah. No, Hurry up. up. I didn't see it. Hurry up. Something <laughs> like that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, no, interesting. Um, yeah,
3: yeah Some, People were deconstructing it, saying, well, Frank... You know, has uh, based on his education, he wouldn't have used some of the grammatical constructions or lack of that were in that particular message. <laughs> but I don't, so you know, it's, it's it's probably a bit like that Hitler diaries forgery. You know, people are going to have to pick over it and look, yeah. so and so forth before they decide whether it's true or not. Yeah.
1: But anyway, the way I'm happy what I think about, about Frank is, Lambert
0: Is that? um there does. There seems to be a bit of a disconnect to where he is and where where the club are. You know, I think he. We've been here before, Fred, eh? Yeah, I think. But I think to be to be entirely fair to him, if he wants to play every week, he probably going to realise that that's not going to happen here, or is, is far less likely <coughs> to happen here. Um, and whilst we'd all like to see him stay, I can completely understand if the club don't want to give him two years. It doesn't seem to be the way we're operating now. You know, if, if you're over thirty and your new contract is coming up. You're going to be offered a year, and that would seem to be it. And it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're Ashley Cole or Frank Lampard or, or whoever it happens to be. They seem to be.
3: I mean, it seems fairly certain, this. doesn't it? The Terry, Terry Lampard and Cole, <clears throat> in all likelihood, none of those three players will be, will be, you know, on the pre-season tour in the summer. Will they? Wait, so
0: Terry's got another, another year after. The- this, Terry's deal is up in 2014, I think.
3: Mm, I'll still be surprised if he's here.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's the thing. But um, as, as painful as it may be, I suppose we have to move on at some point. But, um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of it. The, the issue being is it's a lot of experience to lose in a very short space of time. And, you know, having mm-hmm. seen Drogba go and so on. And, you know, the other one you have, I was chatting to someone about the other day, is, is Czech. check. And whilst he's in decent form, you've got Courtois. Over Atletico, who's young. in storming form is no way going to come back to sit on the bench. Mm. Wonder what happened. You know what happens there. Do um, does does check get stuck on the bench to bring Courtois back? Do they think you know now's the last chance to get some, some decent cash for check and bring the youngster back? Who knows? Anyway, see I, the way, I, the
3: way I think there, but- it could be on on. Who knows what the the boardroom politics are and the factionalism that goes on within Chelsea, but undoubtedly people swing in and out of favour with their opinions. But you would have to think that if um, AVB has a reasonable season at Spurs, keeps his shit together, keeps them together, Mm. and and does a decent job there, some people within the Chelsea hierarchy who may have nailed their colours to him will be turning around and saying... You have to sort the dressing room out, and it, you know, I do wonder whether whether that, you know, okay, they bit the bullet and got rid of him, but whether or not yeah. that was the last time they were going to let players. I'm not saying the players dictated, but that they were going to allow that situation to occur. Yeah. you know that they, you, you sometimes sense from the little things you see here and there that there's this determination now to we're breaking the team up. Let's get it broken and done. Let's push on in one hit. and
0: finish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah um, it's very
0: true. I think, um, I think As a com- complete aside. I think that there is a morbid fear amongst many, many Chelsea fans that AVB succeeding in the first instance and AVB succeeding more specifically at Spurs is, is about the worst nightmare you can possibly have. Um, you know ultimately he was the, you know we 've been done this before he was the wrong the wrong man at the wrong time for us, but um, there was obviously some, somewhere in there there was a decent coach um, and he seems to be you know getting mm-hmm. his shit together. But
3: some, I, I, wish I wouldn't i wouldn 't be surprised if some people say he wasn 't the wrong man. He went into the a dressing room that was allowed to be wrong for him i don 't know that 's just a
0: yeah I think there's any number of ways of looking at it i suppose but, just, um, yeah. Mark, all I want for Christmas is.
2: It's it, yeah, hello. It's a difficult one, really, because um, the window is closed up until Christmas and during Christmas. So it's a bit like saying, "What do you
3: want?" Well, he's only got one window, you have look, a, Johnny. You know, he's he's getting a load.
2: Yeah, well, you know, but it's like saying you want some products, and all the shops are shut until um, New Year's Day. But I so, suppose instead, I'll have to accept vouchers. So if anyone <laughs> wants to give me some Comet vouchers, I'll be very grateful for those. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <truly> <laughs> <noted>. <laughs> what I don't want is any more turkey because I've had enough of watching Tories for 12 months <laughs>
1: <laughs> very i uh,
2: do
0: um Donal all I want for Christmas is
3: oh, <clears throat> I don't know world peace and all that um <sighs> when I'm, Yeah, when I was young, when I was young, like we all were young, you always wanted lots and lots of things for Christmas and lots and lots of goodies and toys and stuff. And now I'm getting old. I'm I'm getting like my dad. You know, all you want is, you know, a bottle of hair lotion lotion and a pair of socks. So rather than going down the, you know, the foul cow and, you know, the the sort of uh, lovely, shiny, huge present under the Christmas tree – I'm, I'm going down the, you know, bottle of hair oil and pair of socks route, maybe with a thermal vest thrown in, mm-hmm, yeah. possibly from Marks & Spencers, although other uh, retailers are available, uh, quality retailers, it should
0: they're, be said. There are cold months ahead. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wise decision. I
3: would so I would be looking for us just, just to, to maybe just have a few stable months you know, where we we get enough decent results to keep us interested in enough competitions. Let's get this transition, get some legs under it. Um, if that means Benitez staying to the end of the season, fine. You know, that's the way it's got to be. Uh, uh, I, I just... Uh, I'd like a little less crisis and a little more, um, you know, stability just yes. to get us through to the end of the season. When doubtless, we'll then have another summer of complete instability. Chaos. But, yeah, you know, rather it's... than looking at all the, the shiny toys that we could possibly have, you know, trying to work with what we've got and getting them, you know, because there's a, there's a good group of players there, and just getting them, getting them playing. And if there are a few in inverted commas bargains around in in January, you know, a pair of socks or a bottle of hair oil, <laughs> get them in. You know, in the way that um, we've, we've bought. One or two players before, who, who've, who've been reasonable buys. You know, let's not go with the fifty million here and the ninety million there sort of touch. Hmm. Um,
0: I shall pitch it with new striker. Doesn't have to necessarily be um, Mr Falcao, um, but yeah, we could um, we could certainly do with one, possibly even two. I would say, um, and yeah, I'd, I'll, I'll echo Doodles. A, a bit of stability would be nice. Let's let's not you know, irrespective of what we think of um, your mayor, Mr Benitez, let's not sack anyone else before the end of the season yeah. and try and, you know, get get through and... Um, but, if,
2: but if there was a crisis at Christmas, there are organisations that can help us deal with
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, true. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? Mr. There's some way to get a bowl oh, of soup, oh, isn't Mr. there? Uh, Mr Benitez uh, could find himself needing a, needing a bowl of soup at uh, some point. Um, yeah, crisis at Christmas. <laughs> now... <laughs> does we will um, I I suspect we are are now taking a a break until the new year Um, so we will pitch it by wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and all that kind of thing indeed Um,
3: Welcome and the baby Jesus.
0: Exactly. Quite. quite. Um, what we've, one of the, well, a couple of things we'll be tackling in the new year. There's been movement um, in t- terms of Chelsea pitch owners, which Donal mentioned earlier, which I've not read anything about. But um, there is an AGM in the new year. We'll, we shall cover that in a little bit more detail. Um, cutting plan. a uh, Frequent contributor to the blog. That's www.chelseafcblog.com. Um, suggested that, that people fling questions at us, and we um, we we spout our nonsense about stuff we've been asked. Um, so we'll, we'll have a go at that in the new year. Bit a bit of you know, some yeah,
2: question
1: time. I quite like the idea. Of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah but it. I need the
2: answer I need the questions well in advance, and I need
0: my people to go through them first. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's,
0: that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I think that's. I think we could probably arrange that. Yeah. Um, we, um, we, wish, we wish the team good luck for Wednesday night And good luck to everyone that's travelling up up there for, To, um, to Ellen Road I think it should be Well hopefully will be a cracker of a game yeah. And um, we'll put us in uh, in the semi-final of the yeah. fizzy cup I'll, I'll
1: yeah. just throw in one one thing before we go uh, so? I sat and watched the uh, Sports Personality of the Year award uh, mm. Last night Which was quite fun and uh, Traditional Yeah um, and, uh, I just think um, we are so damned unlucky To have achieved what we did in this particular bastard of a year, when uh, when no matter what we did, um, what, had we even brought really, world peace along with us, Yeah, um, what we
0: really I, needed was, was a year like when when Greg or Ryan gets yes, absolutely, exactly. fuck all uh, else happened. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, we'll make <wait, laughs> well, well, we one. Well, uh, we probably would have picked up a pot, but yeah, you know, hey, yeah. one, further,
1: one further comment was that um, it was good to see Didier Drogba on there, um, mm. looking um, very. Chappish, I would say, uh, and, and remind us all oh, right. with a little tear in our eye, like when we look at Zola, what we, what we had, and what we no longer. Did he? Did he had. win
3: overseas sports personality? No, he
1: didn't. And I, I felt that was a bit of a shame. Oh, so thought, that would have
3: been Tom Boonen who won it then. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but I think I who won it? it? Jamaican uh, sprinter chap. Usain. Are you Bob. joking? No. Oh. That's no. his third Jesus year. He won Christ. it. He won it two thousand eight and two thousand nine. But I think the problem I had with that, it was already a problem with it as such, was that I think I seem to recall Thierry Henry won it. Um, you know, as uh, you know, when he was an Arsenal player, um, and you know, for winning arguably far less than what Didier Drogba has won and achieved mm. in 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 all of football. And I just felt that the BBC, because that it's, one's it's, actually done by judges. They would have been quite good of them to say, Do you know what, mate, you've done pretty good in the eight years. In the Premiership, with all your, you know, with with all, <laughs> with your hands full listen, of trinkets. You know, you know, to
0: be honest, it's like every, everything about that competition, like, that program last night. Had it not been Olympic year, yeah, probably absolutely. would have done. But yeah. you know, the simple fact is, you know, you say Bolt, come on, yeah, Tre- dub- a double treble win of you know hundred meters, two hundred
3: meters, and hundred meters. He's only, he's only no knocking course. around for. Nine or ten seconds. Tom Boonen is the only <laughs> is the only man walking the planet to have won the Tour of Flanders and Paris-Roubaix in the same year, twice. There is no other. Eddie Merckx, no one has ever done that. He is the outstanding athlete of this year. But Kelly play? Oh, and
0: Bradley Wiggins, that
3: no one's yeah. ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> he, he... No one over here's ever heard of. Bradley, he Bradley Wiggins Bradley Wiggins did very well he he made history well, by becoming yeah, the first <laughs> to win some the Tour had, de France
1: yeah, but, made, but lots of
3: people have won, won okay. the Tour de France some yeah. of them have won it more than once no
1: one, like that. No, one
3: <laughs> no one has ever won <laughs> no one has ever won Paris-Roubaix and tour, two of the major classics of the cycling season in the same year twice no one has ever done it and Bradley Wiggins will never ever ever in his cycling career, equal that achievement. Uh, is,
1: uh, is Duly noticed. I just can't get over that. I, I think, I, no, it Bradley has to be said. I'm sorry to play. upset yeah.
3: all these thousands of people who are listening. And obviously, I've now destroyed oh, just say what we've worked what we've worked so hard to build. Wait, hold on a minute. Has to he's be, got, he's it got, was got, only he's... one person to win the overseas sports personality of the year, and that was Tom Boonan. Yeah, and I'm glad I didn't watch the programme because I'd have put my boot through the telly. And the other <laughs> thing I understand... A
0: minute? On hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. What's wrong? <laughs> we, we, we need to be signing off here. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Can I just
3: say that they, they by electing the Team GB and the Paralympic team, they broke their own rules as well, They've didn't they? Their own rules they? Because they specifically said they, did, they didn't qualify as a team.
0: There's a caveat at the bottom which basically said the judges, if they unanimously agree, can change them.
3: I see. Was there a caveat that they is could that make the some? The the, <laughs> uh, never
1: mind. Anyway, is that do that you want
3: jingle bells to... before we go? Oh
0: yes, please. I think we should we should go out on a burst of jingle bells.
3: Um, Are you all going to join in? Uh, no. no,
0: I think it's highly unlikely. Um, <laughs> on that note, I think we we will just wish everyone uh, happy Christmas, enjoy happy me. Christmas.
1: and Merry Christmas from the from the Merry Christmas, Christmas. Happy Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Merry
0: Christmas, Merry New Year, um, and um, we will see you all in two thousand and thirteen. Goodbye. Take it away. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
3: Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you.
0: Good night.
1: Magic.
3: Come on.